The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you. Tuesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Can you tell my wife is a tax accountant and that it's been crazy around our house? Um, boy, has it been crazy around our house. But tax day is passed. Hopefully things can get back to normal. Hopefully I can get to the point where I know what day it is. And um, I'm just hoping all of you got your taxes in on time. Pleased to be with you here on The Answer, and we have a lot to talk about. Last night, candidate forum in Hilliard, and it was a pleasure to get to meet personally Jim Renacy and his running mate, Joe Knopp. Uh, good turnout of folks. Would like for it to have been larger because we talked about schools, about how to save our schools, about what's going on in our schools. And for me, that's really what the mission of this show has become, is to understand that the battle for our nation is a battle that has been taken down to the lowest level of our schools, the earliest grades, in order to accomplish a couple of things. Number one, to get kids on board with ideologies that I think are A, damaging to kids, uh, but B, also damaging to the foundations of our country. I believe very strongly that our country was founded by men who had um, a respect for God, if not a deep faith in God, although I think it was more common for them to have the latter than just the former, but at least they had the former. And as I view all the different initiatives out there that are being pushed by the left, social-emotional learning, comprehensive sex education, Critical race theory, they are cleverly named, they are insidiously designed, and so it was good to sit down last night with people who have influence in our schools, in our communities, and find out that there are many like-minded among us. So I hope you are among the like-minded, and I hope that you will become motivated to try to get involved, to summon the courage to step out, because, look, it's no secret, and you can see it all throughout the things that are in the headlines today, the things that are in the headlines virtually every day, that one of the main weapons against standing up for the foundational values that made America the greatest country in the history of the world is to call people out, shout them down by subjecting them to criticism from the small but yet loud outrage mob. Uh, We see this in Taylor Lorenz of the Washington Post trying to find and dox and publicly ridicule the person behind the Twitter account Libs of TikTok. Now, what is if you're not on Twitter, uh, you may not understand what the account is. But Libs of TikTok is simply an account that reposts content readily available to anyone on TikTok from an array of Libs mostly teachers, who video themselves talking about their own personal agenda, 
their own personal ideology, their own personal instruction of kids. Nobody is secretly capturing this video. Nobody is forcing them to put it online. That's, there's no James O'Keefe. There's no Project Veritas. There's no undercover work going on. These are out-and-out leftists with uh, various forms of, mm, shall we say, uh, curious appearance, colored hair, um, attention-catching haircuts, uh, various piercings, nose, mouth, chin, and otherwise tattoos. They're proud of how they look. That's their authentic self. They're portraying it. And then they talk about how they're being very open with their kindergartners, first graders, second graders, third graders, even on up through high school, about their sexual proclivities, their sexual orientation, their gender, their fluid fluid gender things. And all that Libs of TikTok does is just repost this content on Twitter. It's already on TikTok. That's a platform. They just repost it on Twitter. And so there's no editorializing. There's no look at this crazy idiot. There's no, wow, this person is demented. It's just, here it is. Take a look at it. These are the people on TikTok teaching your kids. And so this, of course, in the eyes of a organization like the Washington Post, is something that has to be shut down. Because what? You knowing about it, well, that inspires certain feelings about, wait a minute, what's going on in my school? If this is going on at this school, if this crazy person, if this person that I'm a little uncomfortable seeing them having these views and using these views to warp and turn and twist the minds of kids into what normal is, if that's going on there, what's going on in my school? So it, the purpose of the Lives of TikTok account is to inform people, just to give them, it's not, it's not tilting the information, it's not uh, stepping the foot on the scale, it's not moving the goalposts, it's just here's the content, take a look at it. Well, of course, the uh, people out there who think that gender ideology is great and think that sexual uh, orientating kids when they're young is great, uh, they can't have you knowing that. They don't want you to know that. And so Taylor Lorenz is a, well, she's like a hitman with a laptop. That's what she is. And she goes after to identify anonymous people who post this kind of content on Twitter to publicize where they live so that they'll be threatened, they'll be uh, attacked, They'll be smoked out in the hope that they will no longer post this kind of content. The irony of this is, the irony of this is that it was not very long ago, sometime within the last month, that Taylor Lorenz herself was talking about how awful and terrible and horrible it is when she takes criticism for what she does. This is how it sounded when Taylor Lorenz was having a meltdown moment over the criticism she receives for subjecting people to the very kind of attention that here drove her to tears. You feel like any little piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the internet to destroy your life. And it's so isolating. And terrifying. 
It's horrifying. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's overwhelming. It's really hard. Oh, see, it's just awful. She's doing noble work. But the people who might think differently than her, they're not doing noble work. So this is why we hold events like last night's event in Hilliard, the Save Our Schools rally. This is why parents are getting involved. This is why Glenn Youngkin gets elected in Virginia and... This is also why it upsets the left so much. So these kinds of efforts are going on everywhere, not just with Taylor Lorenz's investigation of libs of TikTok, not just here in, you know, big city Columbus, where we have yet another hit piece out today on House Bill 616. Now we're enlisting the Columbus City Schools and the school librarians to vilify a measure that would keep kindergartners, first and second graders, from being indoctrinated into sexual orientation and gender ideology. It's in suburban schools. It's everywhere. And it's why we met last night. It's why I'm trying to get you interested and involved and outspoken about it, because darkness does not like the light. I thought Ali Best Stuckey on Twitter today posted uh, something that I thought was just so insightful about these kinds of endeavors. She said, leftist ideology is like mold. It grows best in the dark and unnoticed. If you let it grow too long, it will destroy your home. You have to find it, shine a light on it, and remove it from every space you occupy and make sure it doesn't come back. Or move. Yeah, one of the ways people move is they move their kids to private school. They move their kids to homeschooling or they move their kids to charter schools. Now, Mike DeWine has not been great on a lot of fronts in Ohio, but he did join with 17 Republican governors yesterday to do a great thing. And we'll tell you what that great thing is next on the Bruce Hooley Show. So Jim Renacci scored points with the people in the room last night at the Hilliard Presbyterian Church. He was very impressive on education. It was my first time to get to speak with uh, Jim and with his running mate, Joe Knopp. I understand why Ohio Value voters are endorsing them. And I liked what he had to say about not trying to get things done via executive order. If he is elected governor, first he has to be elected the Republican nominee for governor. He's locked in a spirited three-way primary. Well, more than three-way, but the top three will be DeWine, Renacci, and Joe Blystone in some order. I've seen polls where Renacci is ahead of Blystone. I've seen polls where Blystone is ahead of Renacci. Uh, Pretty much every poll, if the Renacci and Blystone factions were all congregated behind one candidate, Mike DeWine would be in a lot of trouble. But DeWine has more money funding his campaign than all the other candidates of both parties combined. So it would be a monumental upset for DeWine to lose. But hopefully, if he wins, he will see that there is great dissatisfaction with what he has been doing in his first term as governor. And he will do more of what he has recently done, which is join with 17 other Republican governors in writing a letter to the Biden administration yesterday protesting 
what the Biden administration plans to put in place regarding charter schools. Now, charter schools are schools that, well, uh, let me see if I can give you um, a definition of a charter school. A charter school is one that gets public funds, but it has a narrower focus than a public school. So KIPP would be an example of a charter school here in Columbus. Now, KIPP, which serves the African-American community in Columbus, has a waiting list of 2,000 students. KIPP itself serves about 2,000 students, okay? Uh, So there are as many people wanting to get into KIPP as are already at KIPP. So what does that tell you about how people in the African-American community view the education kids are getting at KIPP? Seems like they're pretty high on it, right? They like it. They think it's great. Uh, The Biden administration wants to deny new charter schools coming into existence unless those charter schools, when they apply for certification, can prove that local school districts are over-enrolled, are over-enrolled. If they cannot prove that local public schools are over-enrolled, well, then you won't be able to get any federal money to start your charter school. In other words, they would crush the creation of charter schools. Now, why would the Biden administration want to do this when, theoretically, right, they serve the disadvantaged and the underprivileged? They're the party of the little guy, right? Oh, well, they are also the party funded by teachers' unions. And teachers' unions do not like charter schools. They do not like it because why? Charter schools take enrollment away from public schools. Yes, enrollment in charter schools and in private schools and in homeschooling is increasing, and enrollment in public schools is decreasing. Did you know that this year, Public school enrollment across the United States is down 1.3 million students. 1.3 million students. Down that many students eventually translates into less need for teachers, which translates into less dues-paying members of the OEA and uh, other teachers' unions. So... The letter that DeWine signed, along with uh, the really, really good governors like Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis and um, Doug Ducey of Arizona, Brian Kemp of Georgia, also Arkansas, he's a nut job, Asa Hutchinson, Alaska, Iowa, Maryland, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Missouri, Nebraska, New Hampshire, and Oklahoma— The letter said, we oppose any attempts by the federal government to act as a national charter school board, impose a top-down and one-size-fits-all approach, and undermine the authority of parents to choose the education option best for their child. Yeah, as is so often the case, the Democrats say one thing, uh, but do another. Because they will tell you that they are all about giving people who are uh, oppressed, discriminated against, disadvantaged. They are all about giving them a leg up, a hand out. 
right? But when it really comes right down to it, they are undermining parents' attempts to get their kids a better education than public school systems like Columbus City Schools, Dayton Public Schools, Cincinnati Public Schools, and Cleveland Public Schools. So, uh, is this often highlighted in the liberal media? No, it is not. But is it something that is a real, genuine issue for parents on the ground? Yeah, it is. And um, the hope is, the hope is that Republicans can articulate this message effectively and convincingly in advance of the midterms. Because from time to time, there are issues that sort of galvanize a voting block. I think the issue that will galvanize the voting block this fall is the issue of schools. And so we see denials like, well, what are you so upset about? Like critical race theory isn't even taught in schools. I was at this forum last night. Um, Pastor Juan Vargas of Cleveland has a son, I think he said in the second grade, and his son came home and made a comment to him about, if I have white skin, I'm an oppressor. (laughs) Pastor Vargas was like, where did you hear that? I heard it in school. Ah, yet critical race theory is not taught in schools. Now, I only met Pastor Vargas last night for the first time, but knowing what he's involved in, he's heavily involved in mentorship, uh, I seriously doubt he was making that story up. So, these are real problems. They are also real agenda items of the left, and they name them in ways that they can always cleverly avoid detection or attempt to avoid detection. But it's interesting that uh, the truth always comes to light. 